We're continuing our readings in Romans 8 this morning. You can find it on page 1135 in the Pew Bibles, beginning at verse 17. Now, if we're children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. This is the word of the Lord. Prayers this morning as we open uh, our eyes to this passage. You may open our eyes, our hearts and our minds to all that you are for us and can be in our lives. In your name. Amen. Now imagine uh, some people this morning... I don't know if you've still got a video recorder. We used to, you know, you used to go out and you record something to watch later. Now we just do it on catch-up. Uh, but I wonder if anyone has uh, set aside some time this evening to catch up on uh, a certain match, be it rugby or football, doesn't matter. And you try throughout the day to avoid the score. But what's worse, not knowing the score because you've got to go through the pain of every second not knowing what's coming, or is it better to know the score and realise it was a naught-naught draw and you don't actually want to watch it anyway? What is it to know that your line has been pummeled for 80 minutes but you score the try in the last minute? What's better We want to see the outcome. I think that's a bit of a a fact of life, frankly. If I knew how everything at work was going to turn out before I decided to do it, I would be much more relaxed. I'd be a bit more successful too. (laughs) I opened uh, an office three years ago, and I'm sure one day it will turn into profit. It hasn't yet. Next year. If only I'd known, I might have done it differently. And we so often want to arrive at the end without going through those hard yards to get there. I can relate to that, those hard yards. The last year has not been 
uh, a particularly easy one. We're in good shape now, actually, uh, the little bit that I, I look after. But we've had some very hard debates. We've made some very difficult decisions. We've had some fairly brutal and challenging face-to-face meetings. We've got 10% less staff than I had a year ago. But for those that remain, the profit that we'll share amongst them will be 400% more than it was last year. So was it worth doing? Was it worth going through the hard yards to get there? Life is tough. Our daily walk is a challenge. Not least the challenges the people we deal with. We groan inwardly. Sometimes we groan outwardly as well, actually. Uh, with what we're growing th- going through, life surely should be easier than this. I want to see the outcome. I want to see where I'm going. We've just had uh, a week away uh, on a Greek island uh, a couple of weeks ago now, which was absolutely lovely. Uh, and we hired a car. It had buttons and levers that I still don't know what they did. Or indeed, I'm not sure I even found them. But anyway, we'd been out uh, all day and uh, we popped back in the car and uh, we switched on, we drove through the city uh, and the neighbouring towns, absolutely fine, it wasn't a problem. Then we reached the countryside and within about 200 yards we'd stopped. Why? Because I hadn't turned the lights on. I couldn't see anything. Not a thing. Fortunately, I did have my phone with me, so I I couldn't drive with it, obviously, sticking out the window. But I could at least use my phone to find out where the switch, lever or button was for the headlights. Because it's one of those cars that had small lights on all the time. So the wall in front of us lit up when I switched on. I thought the headlights were on. You see, when I switched the lights on, we were travelling exactly the same road. But this time we had the hope of seeing something in front of us. And I think it's the same in the Christian life. When we come to God, we do so through the power of his spirit. And when we start by saying, I believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, we have the spirit within us speaking. It's like turning the lights on. The road will be the same. We'll travel the same road, but we'll do it in a different way because we'll be able to see where we're going. We know that our next step is visible to us. We have, dare I say, slightly greater hope in reaching our destination because we can see the way. Do you see the point? And Paul, in this passage, is saying that life is tough. Even creation, he says, in verse 20, subjected to frustration because of the fall of man and the poor stewardship of his people. but that there is hope for the people of God. For those that acknowledge the work of Christ on the cross and through the power of the Spirit they've called him their Saviour, there is hope that yes, 
the difficulties will not change. We'll still face the hard yards day by day, but they will be nothing in comparison to the glory of God that awaits. You see, we could have continued to drive that car in the dark. We may or may not have arrived safely. That would have been some form of hope, but we would have placed our hope in something which was flawed and almost bound to fail. But hope in God is hope in something secure. The lights are on and we could find our way home. And as believers, we not only have the lights, we need to use the lights. We have the Spirit of God. We need to walk in the Spirit of God. And I believe that we need to keep on being filled with that same Spirit. It's verse 23, uh, that we have the first fruits of the Spirit, and we groan inwardly as we eagerly await our adoption of sons and the redemption of our bodies. And in Ephesians 5, uh, Paul says, be filled with the Spirit. It's a continuing imperative. Keep on being filled with the Spirit of God. Keep on asking. Keep on being filled. Uh, and as we lean into God and we grow in Him, we need to be filled more. Uh, and I was struggling with a, an illustration uh, for this because... Of course, when we become Christians, when we say that we are God's children, we have the Spirit of God. So why do I need more? Why do I need to keep being filled? And I think it's a bit like this. If I live in a one-room house, I have my furniture in that room. I then extend my house and I have two rooms What do I do with that second room? Do I leave it empty and not use it? Of course I don't. I put furniture in it and then I use that second room. And then I put a third room on. And what do I do? I have to fill it with furniture so that I can use that room. And I think it's similar with us as Christians. As we go through our journey with God so we're stretched so we're developed so we expand and our faith grows and as our faith grows we need to fill that faith with the spirit of God so that every part of our life every part of our being every part of our daily walk is filled with the spirit of God I was thinking that through as I was sitting on the beach, actually, uh, I must confess. And uh, as I was having these sort of wild thoughts, I'd, I'd jot them down on an email and I'd email it to myself so I didn't forget because my memory is appalling. But the trouble is that as the day went on, so people started leaving the beach and we were getting closer and closer and closer to the water's edge, which was great, except that the hub that was the Wi-Fi hub, was at the back of the beach. And the closer I got to the water, the weaker was the signal for my iPad, which only works on Wi-Fi. And again, is that not like our Christian life? 
We may be filled with the Spirit, but we need to be close to the source. We need to be close to the strength. We need to be close to God himself and our relationship with him. And the further we walk away, the weaker we become. And we need to then just step backwards and go again into the presence of God. Because that way, we can have hope. We can have hope for our future. And as we've already read, hope that we can see is no hope at all. At all. If you check the score on your uh, iPhone or uh, smartphone before you leave this church, you do not need to see the programme itself. You may want to, but you don't need to. That's not having faith. That's knowing the answer before you start the journey. God is calling us to walk his path in faith. In faith. So, we know the outcome because that's in God's hands. We want to be part of that outcome so that our outcome can be different from before. So what if, what if I dared to live differently? What if I dared to do something that I felt God was calling me to? What if I fulfilled the purpose that God had for me? What difference could I make if I spoke and behaved and acted as God would have me do? What if? What if I told my friends and neighbours that God can make a difference to my life and their life? What if I said their difficulties can be put in context if they knew a Lord and Saviour? What if the small thing that I did led someone to that point of commitment and changed their life? What if... What if I walked in the belief that God was real and that he was my God, my saviour, his spirit was in me, is in me? What if? I was listening to, uh, I was out last week with Marion and we we heard someone give a a speech uh, and um, they were being they were on a, a small boat with an outboard engine and the water was getting a little bit shallow so rather than slow down they just thought no you just open the throttle and go a bit quicker that's, that's the way to do it and they went through the shallow water and out the other side and then the boat started sort of veering left and right, left and right and they couldn't quite work out why but they got back to the, um, the pontoon and they tied up pulled up the engine to get it out of the water. Yeah. That's when they noticed the propeller has three blades. This one had two. It started with three, but they'd gone through a sandbank and one of the blades had been torn off. And are we not like that every so often? 
We reach a difficult part in our life and we think, I'm just going to drive on through. And we do drive on through. And we do it in our own strength, in our own way, for our own purpose, for our own good. Except it's not for our own good. And we forget that the Godhead has three parts, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God himself in ourselves, his presence within us, guiding us, leading us, controlling us, encouraging us, doing all of those things. And yet sometimes we say, well, that was really good. You just stay there for a minute. I'm doing this on my own. What if I walked day by day in the knowledge that God had three parts and his Holy Spirit was in me? And I wanted his power. We need to be filled with the Spirit to follow our what-if story. To be filled. To be filled, of course, we need to empty the clutter first. We cannot fill ourselves with God if we're full of ourselves. We can't be filled by God if we're full of ourselves. We want to see the outcome. But we need to come to God so that we're part of that outcome in order that we can change the outcome. The change comes through the power of the Spirit of God. Let's get near the hub. Let's fill up with God. Turn on the lights so that we can see the path that he has prepared for each one of us so that we can have a chance of following it to our eternal home. Let's pray. Father, we love to do things in our own strength. We're tempted to follow our own path, just drive on through. Help us to turn on the lights, to see where your path lies. To walk in that path in your strength. To turn to you at the times when we most need you and when we least need you. To know that your presence is with us at all times and to know that our what if lies in you. Help us, Lord, to be your people in this coming week. In your name. Amen.